My name is Fabian Witherspoon. Currently, I'm 49 years old. I was born in England on an Air Force base. My dad, he's from Illinois, and my mom, she's from Ireland. They met in England and had me September 25th, 1972. I traveled all over the US and a few other countries with my parents during my Air Force brat life. Growing up was pretty secure, um, a little bit secluded, and I wasn't in a lot of big cities over the years, but definitely a lot of different locations. I'd never seen homeless people before, definitely not holding signs or, or looking for food or looking for work. We always lived on base housing and everything seemed peaceful, calm, and especially safe. I graduated in Germany on a, at a Department of Defense schools. And we didn't actually come back to the States until I was about 19 years old. I decided to go on my own way when we came back and my parents went on and my father went to his next duty station. I met a guy and fell in love and we became engaged and his hometown was near Charleston, West Virginia. And we decided to go back there and be close to his family for a little while before he started basic training down in Alabama. Well, while we were there, the, my fiance's mother worked at the Capitol building and her boss needed someone to cat sit for her while she went on vacation. Well, since my fiance was going to be going down to boot camp at that time, they thought, well, what a great opportunity for Fabian to have some privacy, you know, be close to downtown, explore, go search for a job maybe, um, just enjoy some privacy, not have to be around future mother-in-law and all the family members and feel cramped. So I, we all thought it was a good idea. So that's what we did. And I was there for a little while and did walk downtown a few times, got my job at um, Clinique Counter, first time to be a makeup artist. And I was so excited because I love makeup, I love cosmetics, and I was super duper excited and proud of myself that I'd landed my first job at a cosmetic counter. And so I was kind of on cloud nine. Well. I felt a little safer going across that bridge into town. Um, basically all the big buildings there and you could always see the Capitol building with its gold top from afar, pretty much almost wherever you went. Well, the day I decided to, to take a little stroll and go out for a walk, middle afternoon time, I was on my way back over that bridge, going back to the house I was cat sitting at and at the bottom of that bridge was a man in like a leather coat, jeans, had a sign that said, hungry will work for food. Well, as I'm walking, getting closer and closer, I start thinking, I have all this food that uh, was left there at the house um, that I don't think I was going to really eat because I was kind of a, a health nut back then and 
was into like exercise, fitness, and, and trying to eat as healthy as I can, staying away from sugary, carbohydrate-laden things. And I thought, I'm what, he could probably use those things better than me. So I'll ask him. You know, I'll, I'll see how desperate is he. So I walked up, and I was passing him, actually. And then I just said, hey. And he looked over, and I said, are you really hungry? I mean, really hungry? And he said, well, yes, yes I am. He says, as a matter of fact, and he reached into his pocket and pulled out a wallet, and then a small wallet picture of three little kids. And he said, these are my babies, these are my kids, and, and they're hungry too. So of course I was thinking, well, I gotta give him that food, they need it. So I said, well, um, come back with me, I've got some food for you, you can have it. So here I feel like I'm, I'm doing a good thing here, this is great, they, they can have that junk food, those little kids can, they'll probably be all excited about snowballs, that some of the food that was left there that I knew I wasn't gonna touch. So we started walking back and on the way was a gas station. So he seemed rather just pleasant and non-threatening, not scary at all, appreciative. Um, and we, we walked, he didn't walk in a threatening manner, he didn't talk in a threatening manner. As a matter of fact, he told me his name. He told me his name was Tommy Sells. And we walked into the gas station. I thought, let's stop here. I'll get you a newspaper. I'll get you a newspaper with the classified ads. That way, you, you know, if you don't have any money, you probably can't afford a paper, and paper with the classified ads would be something resourceful for you to, to find a job or look for a job or for anything, even a housing situation. So we went in, I bought the paper, I gave it to him. He seemed happy with that. And we walked maybe another half a mile further to where the house was that I was cat sitting at. So we walk up the stairs to the front door and I asked him to wait out on the porch while I went in to get the food. And he did. And I went in and I got two, you know, big black garbage bags and just started filling them up with the food. And I was gonna give him everything, you know, didn't matter. Soup, snowballs, candy bars, granola bars, you name it, whatever was there, I was gonna put it in the bag. So I did. And I brought the bags to the front door and I put them there and he was still standing outside. And I said, well, would you like something to drink? Um, I think there's some Coca-Cola in there. And he said, sure. So I went to the refrigerator and I picked out a Coca-Cola for him and brought it to the front door. And when I got to the front door, he was in between the screen door and inside the house. That made me a little nervous at first. So I thought, well, here, here's your drink. Um, so it, it's getting close to time where maybe you could catch, catch the bus, get, get this food back to your family, anything else you need. And he said, well, my wife is really in need of underclothes. And that's when it hit the pit of my stomach. And I was like, 
Mm, that's very odd. That is so strange. Started getting scared, but I thought, go, go get to your suitcase, because I was basically living out of a suitcase at that point. Give him whatever, you know, get a couple of garments, put them in a little plastic bag, bring them out, get him gone. So I did. I went into the room I was staying at, and I opened up my suitcase and just started putting in some bras and underwear and socks and uh, just grabbed it together. And before I could even turn around, he was standing there, standing there with a, a knife, kind of like a, I think it was a paring knife type, short uh, handle, short blade, but a knife nonetheless. And my mind just started racing and I was in shock and I, I thought, oh my goodness, please no. And he just said, don't say a word, do what you're told and you won't get hurt.